Turn with me, if you would, this evening for a short time, as the Lord will enable us to Isaiah chapter 12. The prophecy of Isaiah chapter 12. And we wish to take as our text this evening, verse 3. Therefore with joy shall we draw water out of the wells of salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of <clears throat> salvation. This morning we considered the disciples in a storm. It wasn't perhaps a great experience for them in terms of being out in that boat and being afraid. But the Lord blessed it to them and they learned from it and their faith was tested. This evening we want to come to another text, not a text that brings and speaks of uh, so much of danger or trials and tribulations, but rather drawing water out of the wells of salvation with joy, the joy. And we want to think upon that this evening. And there are four things that we really want to consider as we look at this verse. First of all, the context in which these words are given, the context in which these words are given. Then we want to look at the wells, the wells of salvation. And then we want to thirdly look at drawing from the wells of salvation. And then fourthly, we want to see the joy of drawing from the wells of salvation. So these four points we want for a short time this evening as the Lord will enable us to look at. The context, the wells, drawing from the wells, and the joy that we have in drawing from the wells. Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. We want first of all to look at the context in which we find these words. And you find that the context is, is all about looking back. It's all about celebrating. And it's all about looking forward. You come to a short chapter like this, and it's one of the shortest chapters you will find. Uh, it's only 12 short verses. But within this, these verses, there are wonderful truths for God's people to contemplate. And here we are contemplating drawing out of the wells of salvation. What better subject could we have for a Sabbath evening than to think of the believer drawing with joy out of the wells of salvation? The verse itself is looking back. One would, can, can think of it looking back to the time how the Lord supplied water in the wilderness taking right back to the time when the children of Israel are delivered out of Egypt. And as they're delivered out of Egypt, the Red Sea parts and they come and Moses leads them out into the wilderness. But in that wilderness, they cry out for water. There is a thirst. And you recall how Moses came and struck the rock and God supplied water to God's people in the wilderness. He supplied the water for them. And when you come to this verse, it's as though 
he's looking back because the previous two verses in, the, in this chapter are quoting from the praise of the Song of Moses going back. It's echoing back these years, so way back to the time of Moses. And it's echoing these words, God is my salvation, Jehovah is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. And these words are taking you right back to the days of Moses when God gave water in the wilderness. You see, God doesn't forsake his people. God doesn't take his people out of Egypt and then let them perish in the wilderness. God gives them water. And here, Isaiah is reflecting back to how God gave them water in the wilderness. But it's also a celebration. It's a celebration. Because the children of Israel were, always to, were, were, were never for, to forget what God did for them. How often are we prone to forgetting what the Lord has done for us? He gives us a, 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 a sacrament to remember. Remember the Lord's death until he come. Because he knows how prone we are, perhaps even to forget. The children of Israel were to remember how God had delivered them out of Egypt. They were to have a Passover. And that was to remind them of how God took them out of, of Egypt through the Red Sea by the shedding of blood. But that was only one of the feasts that they had. Another feast that they had was the Feast of Tabernacles. And the Feast of Tabernacles reminded them that God supplied their every need in the wilderness. If you remember, the Feast of Tabernacles was to be held for seven days. And seven days, the children of Israel would go into booths. They would leave their homes and they would, they would go into these booths and they would live in these booths for seven days. And it was to remind them how they were out in the wilderness. And during these seven days, the priest at the temple would come down to the pool of Siloam and they would bring a vase and, and fill it with water and bring it back up to the temple and the water would be poured out there. And that was to remind them that God blessed his people and gave them water in the wilderness. As they did that, they would quote verse 3 here. We will joy and we will draw water out of the wells of salvation. With joy we shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. As the priests would make their way up to the temple, the people would chant that to them because they were being reminded of how God gave his people water in the wilderness. They were never to forget that. But you see, that was not just looking back. And it wasn't just to remember at that particular time. Because you see, our text brings history together. Our text brings the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and it brings the New Testament together. If you remember, the, 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 the supply of water that was given to the children of Israel as they made their way through the wilderness, that rock which, and that rock followed them, and that rock was Christ. Christ supplied the water to these, the children of Israel all the way through the Old Testament. But it was pointing to one thing. 
It was pointing to the day when there would be a feast of tabernacles in Jerusalem. And there would be seven days where the people would come with the water. And at that feast, there would be one man who would come into the temple. He would be the son of a carpenter. And in that day, that man would stand in the temple on the day, the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. And he would say, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. You remember that, don't you? John's Gospel, chapter 7. Jesus Christ fulfilling what is being said here. And when you come to this verse, you notice here, go to the previous chapter, the chapter that we have read, and you discover in that day, says at the beginning of verse 12, and in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Isaiah is now looking forward to a future day. He's looking forward to the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's looking forward to the day when the Lord would supply the wells of salvation. These wells would be open and would flow. And these wells would be found in Jesus Christ the Lord. They would be found in the Lord Jesus. My friend, what a wonderful context these words are given. 700 and 700, 750 years after the children of Israel come out of Egypt, Isaiah pains this. 700, 750 years later, the Lord Jesus Christ comes. And he stands on the last day of the feast. There it is right in the center. Dividing between Moses on the one hand, Christ on the other. The type on the one hand, the fulfilling of it in the other. My friend, do you go to the, to the Bible? The Bible's a wonderful book, isn't it? But with, with the Bible is a glorious book. People today cast their Bibles aside. But my friend, what a wonderful book the Bible is. When you come to the prophet here and he's speaking all about a person. The Old Testament is speaking about a person. It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. And here Isaiah is laying before us how Jesus Christ, 700 years later, would stand on that day of celebration, that day when the water would be taken, where the, tab the Feast of Tabernacles is celebrated, and Jesus would stand and say, if any man thirst, let him come unto me. And my friend, what Jesus said in the temple that day, he says to us today. He says it to us tonight. If any man thirst, let him come unto Jesus Christ and drink freely. It's not wonderful. To drink freely of the wells of salvation. Well, that's the context in which we find our text this evening. Looking back to Moses, looking back to the wilderness, looking to the celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles, and looking forward to that day when Jesus Christ would come on the last day of that great feast and give such a glorious invitation to sinners. If you want to drink the true water of life, then come unto me.
That's then the context. But secondly, let us look at the wells. It says here, if any man, uh, therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Imagine coming out of Egypt, coming down into the wilderness, and you, you come to a land which is an arid, dry land, such as Israel, and the land around, the, the nations around there, one of the most precious things that you will have is to find a well, to find a well, to find water. You go out into an, a dry, arid ground, and it doesn't matter whether you have money, whether you have goods, whether you've got bars of gold in your bag. If you have no water, you're going to perish. And the bars of gold will do you no good. Reminds you, doesn't it, of the rich young ruler who came to the Lord Jesus Christ. The rich young ruler, he was rich in the things of this world. But my friend, what did it profit him? If at the end of the day, he didn't have the water of life. You this evening, you might have many things. You might be drinking out of the, the wells that this world will give. You might have the goods of this world. You might have the enjoyments of this world. But my friend, if you don't drink out the water of life, what does it matter to you? What would it profit a man if he would gain the whole world and lose his soul? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? To drink out of these wells. And my friend, is it not the case that so many today are drinking out of the murky waters of this world? Down in Arran this past week, last Saturday, there was a great parade through the main town in, in, in Arran, the island of Arran. The island of Arran that has had many great blessings, just as the island here has had many great blessings in days past. There was a, a parade. And it was a parade that was gay pride. And the local paper, the editor was saying how wonderful it was and he said this, how refreshing to the soul to see such things going on. My friend, that's drinking of the, the, the filth of this world. And it's nothing but poison. And are you this evening just simply drinking of the things of this world and they're nothing but, it's nothing but poison? How sad that these things can be said. Imagine being out in the wilderness. Imagine the soul, the, 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 the sinner that's out in this world and it's a dry, barren land. And he comes to have a thirst. Imagine being in a desert place and you, the, the thirst is burning the back of your throat. You come to thirst and thirst and thirst. My friend, have you ever as a sinner come to thirst after righteousness? Have you ever come to thirst after the things that are, that are right of God? And have you ever had it as though it is, a, it is as though your throat is burning you? Your mouth is parched. 
If only you could have a drink of cold water. And then you discover a well or wells. You discover wells. You're like Hagar. Remember Hagar? Putting her, her son under the bush. I don't want to see him perish. And the Lord opened her eyes and she saw a well. And she went and filled her jug and gave to her son. My friend, what, what it's like for the, for the poor sinner that discovers that the, the things of this world are nothing but poison and begins to hunger and thirst to discover that there's a way, there are wells, that they're there that can quench the thirst. My friend, look at what it says here. The wells of salvation, not just one. Salvation itself is many faceted. Even when you read this, we'll go on in a minute and we'll see, even when you read this, there are many facets to the grace of God. The source is one place. Jesus Christ is the one source. But my friend, there are many streams that make glad the city of our God. The grace that flows from Jesus Christ. The grace that is to be found in him. And for the sinner that comes and discovers that there is there clean, deep, living water. My friends, not wonderful. Have you ever experienced coming to Jesus Christ and drinking deeply of the wells of salvation and it quenches your thirst? Quenches your thirst. The wells of salvation. My friend, what more important thing is there in this world than water? But my friend, what more important thing is there in this world than salvation? Just as water is necessary for life, it doesn't matter what else you've got. If you don't have water, you're going to perish. You will perish. You might live for a time, but ultimately without water, you will perish. But my friend, think, think of, of the wells of salvation. Without salvation, you will perish. Without that salvation, you will perish. How necessary it is that this evening we seek to draw water out of the wells of salvation. That we drink of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as you go through, as you go through, and as you go through this desert and you come across a, a well that is there, what do you discover? You discover that water is but the gift of God. Water is the gift of God. My friend, you go out there and do you praise God when it rains? You might think to yourself, well, you know, look at the weather. We complain about the weather. My friend, we should praise God for the rain that falleth down, that refreshes the fields, that gives water for life. And so it is that we should praise God for the salvation that is to be found in Jesus Christ. It is the gift of God. My friend, not only that, when you come to water, how freely you drink of the wells of salvation. 
you may have to pay for many things in this world. You may have to come and pay for electricity, gas, how the price is going up. But my friend, go and drink water. Water is freely given. Drink of the water of life. And when Jesus Christ in, in, in John's Gospel, chapter 7, remember how Jesus is on the last, and in the last day, that great day of the feast, that's the day of the Feast of Tabernacles that we've talked about. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth in me, as the Scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe in him should receive. My friend, what we need this evening is the Holy Spirit poured out upon us. That we would drink in of the, of the, the, the Holy Spirit and the, and the gift of God. All my wellsprings are in thee. And look at what that salvation is. Uh, uh, who is or where is this? Well, well, he, he tells us here, Jehovah is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. When we drink of the wells of salvation that have been opened, we are drinking of the fullness of God himself. We are drinking out of the fullness that is God. Jesus Christ himself later on claims that for himself. The Lord Jehovah has become our salvation. And Jesus says, if any man thirst, let him come unto me. Let him come unto me. The wells of salvation. But we are to draw out of the wells of salvation. And how are we to draw out of the wells of salvation? Well, Jesus tells us, we must first of all come unto him. If any man thirst, let him come unto me. What a wonderful intimation that is. If any man. Doesn't matter whether you're rich, whether you're poor. Doesn't matter what nationality you're of or what color you are. Doesn't matter whether you're, a, you're in your own eyes a small sinner or a big sinner. Jesus says, if any man thirst, let him come unto me. The question is, do we thirst? Are we thirsting simply after the things that are of this world, or have we brought, been brought to have that thirst after the things of God? Have you been brought this evening to know that in this world there is nothing but a barren world without Christ? Let him come unto me. And what is it that, and how is it that we come unto him? Well, again, the Lord Jesus himself tells us in, 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 in the, the portion of Scripture, in, in John chapter 7. He tells us here, he says, 
uh, he, he, he uh, indicates to us in verse 13, he that believeth in me. On the last day of the feast, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me. Ah, you see, there it is just now. To drink of Jesus Christ is to savingly believe on him. To come to him and to believe on him. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. You see, we come to Jesus Christ. It is coming believing it by faith that we come to Jesus Christ. And what a wonderful promise that there is that is given here. That out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. My friend, that's what we need this evening, isn't it? It's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that it would be flowing out of his, of his people. That out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That as the, the, the Holy Spirit blesses the poor sinner, he's not just promising to give a small drop of water on the tip of your tongue. He's not saying that if we come to Jesus Christ, he will give us a wee thimble full of water. He says it will be like rivers of living water poured out upon his people, poured out upon his church. So that's what happens, you see, when God blesses his church. He blesses his church by his spirit. And he pours out his spirit such that, it's, that there is not enough room even to receive it. It's as though you're full and overflowing. The Spirit of Christ. My friend, the Lord Jesus is never meager when it comes to dealing with his church. He is never meager when it comes to dealing with the poor sinner. Uh, Therefore, with joy shall we draw water out of the wells of salvation. We must, by faith, this drawing of water, you come to Christ. You come to where Christ is. My friend, are you diligent in the place where Christ is to be found? Are you diligent in the place of prayer? Are you diligent in reading your Bible? Are you diligent in your attendance upon the means of grace? Are you diligent in all the places where Christ will be found? He says, if any man will come unto me, if any man thirst, let him come unto me. We must draw out of the wells of salvation. We must cast our bucket into these wells and draw out. And to do that, we must come to where he is. When we come to where he is, he that believeth, he that believeth, he that comes by an act of faith to lay hold upon Jesus Christ, he says, I will bless him. These are the wells. We draw out of the wells, but we draw out of them with joy.
Why should we draw out of the wells of salvation with such joy? Well, he tells us, doesn't he, in the text. The very first word in the text is an indication to you why it is that with joy you shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. You just don't draw the waters out of the wells of salvation. You draw out the, the, the you draw with joy out of these wells. He says, therefore with joy. What, why is it therefore? Because of what's gone behind. But what's because of what has gone in front of it. That's why you are able to come and draw with joy. What is there gone before it? Well, he tells you in verse 1, In that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Thou comfortest me. My friend, the world seeks to get joy out of every single place. And it's only joy that's for a moment. It's not real joy. It's joy that will come and then it will, it's a joy that will go. Now you think of the reasons that the believer this evening has to draw water with joy, to draw water out of the wells of salvation, because God's anger is turned away. God's anger is turned away. Thou comfortest me. Thou wast angry with me, but thine anger is turned away. My friend, how can you enjoy the things of this world truly when God's anger rests upon your head? How can you enjoy the things of this world when God's wrath is set upon you? My friend, there are many of us they will be able to testify that there came a time in our experience where the things of this world ceased to be the joy they were. Why? Because we knew that God's anger was on us. God's anger was on us and there was no comfort. No comfort. But, the psalmist, but, but, but Isaiah says here, the Lord's people will draw with joy out of the wells of salvation because they know that God's anger is now turned away and they are comforted. My friend, this evening, have you got the comfort of the gospel? Do you know that God's anger is turned away? Where does this anger go to? Well, we're told in the previous chapter. There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jess, a branch shall grow out of his roots. Isaiah 53 is going to tell you where that anger goes. It lands upon the Lord Jesus Christ. In that day, God's wrath is turned away. He is propitiated. There is now a propitiation for the sins of his people. And my friend, does that not bring you to rejoice and to have joy this evening? That you're able to come to the wells of salvation with joy because God's anger is turned away and he gives you comfort. But there's a second thing. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. 
For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He has also become my salvation. <clears throat> they weren't going to be afraid. They didn't need to be frightened. Because their salvation wasn't resting on themselves. Their salvation was resting upon the Lord Jehovah. It was his salvation. So that they go out into booths. They're going to rejoice and have joy. Not when they're in their homes. Not when, in the, when they're in the comfort of their own houses. They're going to get into booths. They're going to have nothing of the, 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 the comforts of this world. They're going to be seen as those who are out in the wilderness. And yet they will rejoice. Why? Because the Lord Jehovah is their salvation. Because God is their salvation. The rich young ruler may have had everything taken from him. He may have gone and sold all that he had. But my friend, he would have something even greater. He would know the salvation that is of God. He would know that. My strength, my song, my salvation, <clears throat> therefore, with joy, shall I draw water out of the wells of salvation. God, uh, the prophet later on, speaks of how God would bless his church. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my people, my chosen. God brought water out of the rock because Moses struck the rock and God gave them water to drink in the wilderness. But God's people today <clears throat> have water to drink that the world knows nothing of because God struck his son, Jesus Christ. And out of the cross flows rivers of living water. Living water. Jesus Christ pours out the Holy Spirit upon his people and he blesses his people. And they drink in of the grace that is to be found in him. God blessing his word by his spirit. My friend, this evening, do you know what it is to have come to the wells of salvation? Do you know what it is to have drawn out of these wells and to have drunk of the wells? There's only one source. One source, Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ says this evening to us, any man thirst, let him come unto me and let him drink of the water of life freely. And I will give unto him living water and out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Life-giving water. I am the water of life says Jesus Christ. The poor sinner in a dry, arid land, drinking of the waters of this world, and they're nothing but death. But come, my friend, 
to Jesus Christ and drink of the water that he will give to you. And my friend, your soul will be refreshed when even when you have a drop of the water placed upon you. Because my friend, the day will come when there are those in hell who will cry out for even one drop of water and they won't receive it. Not even a drop. Come to me, he says, and I will refresh the longing soul. Let us join together in prayer. Let us pray. Most gracious and ever blessed Lord, we thank thee for thy goodness and thy mercy to us. We thank thee that the Lord Jesus Christ has invited poor sinners such as we are. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness because they will be satisfied. No, oh Lord, we bless thee that when the Lord met the woman at the well, he gave to her living water so that she never thirsted again, fully satisfied. Everything there to satisfy the longing soul. Lord, we pray that we would have longing souls to longing to and thirsting as the heart panteth after the water brooks. May we pant after thee, O Lord. May it be that our souls would be so often our souls dry and barren, Lord, that thou would pour out thy spirit upon our souls to refresh us. Give us, we pray thee, even this day to drink of the wells, to cast the bucket into that well and to draw it and to drink freely from it. Oh, Lord, we pray. Why do we labor for that which is not bread? Uh, that we would come to freely drink of the waters of salvation, that we, our souls would be refreshed. Bless us now, pardon us our sins for Jesus' sake. Amen.